Here we are in Revelation chapter 2 and 3. So I actually read and took notes and everything yesterday, and then uh, I didn't have time to record anything. The kids were up and being loud, and so I put that off to today, because today I get to read chapter 3. So that's the first four letters to the churches, and then here we have the last, the last three. So it actually you know, makes a nice little unit. So let's see. Uh, Flip back to my notes from yesterday. Uh, so, again, uh, some patterns that I was trying to look at. Uh, repeated of sevens. So, obviously, there's a letter to the seven churches. Um, the sevens are actually only repeated twice. So, it's actually in the first letter, the letter to the to Ephesus, the church in Ephesus. Um, the one who holds the seven stars in his right hand and walks among the seven gold lampstands says, so just the introduction to the letter. And the same thing um, in the letter to Sardis, uh, chapter 3, at the very beginning. Uh, the one who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars says. So, and there, if, uh, if that seven spirits is uh, seven uh, Elohim, uh, in, in the Hebrew, not in the Greek, and this is in Greek, then that would be uh, seven angels or spirits or gods. Uh, so, and and the seven stars, which earlier he said the stars uh, were the seven uh, angels. So, angels, spirits, Elohim. So there's seven of those. So that's repeat. That's repeated. Uh, and over. So and yeah. So I, that's just you know, maybe I should skip all that. Anyway, no, I'm not going to skip it. I'm trying really hard not to go back and edit a bunch of this. It'll happen at some point, but. Right now, I just want it to be as if I was repeating it to myself or talking with somebody here in my living room. So, that is the sevens. The other pattern that I'm looking for is the 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 back and forth between hearing something and then seeing something, because I know that pattern is all throughout Revelation, or at least a few important places, and I want to look for it. I didn't see that anywhere in these letters in an obvious way. There might be something in there in a less obvious way, but, uh, yeah. So, I want to go through each letter, because each letter is it's really cool. So, the first letter to Ephesus. And I want to remember that these are letters to real people, in real churches, in real places, in real times. And and he, John was writing to them specifically for a purpose. So, the first letter is to Ephesus. They're intolerant of evil. Uh, they test false teachers. And they've actually discovered false teachers as a result. They hate evil practices. Um, and so he says, repent, do good works, uh, gain the first love that you had because they had lost it. Um, and if you don't, the consequence is uh, lampstand removal. So there's these seven lampstands that represent seven churches. He's talking about removing a lampstand, which is like church will be gone. That's, that's pretty harsh. And then here at the bottom, this is a pattern that's repeated in every letter. He says, anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. And so that's a, a broadcast of, so this is this letter up here is to this church, but anybody can gain uh, a teaching or a lesson from this church. And if you listen and do and act, because that listen, uh, if you have an ear, listen. That's not, that's not a passive listening, that's a listen that takes action. Uh, and so, listen to the message of this letter. 
and then the result is I will give the victor the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. It's very much Eden imagery, all the way back from Genesis. He's saying, the one who perseveres, the one who repents, and in this case, uh, uh, remember uh, how far you have fallen, repent, and do the works you did at first. So that's the, you know, verse 5 there is the, the crux of, this is the thing that you need to do. You need to remember and repent and do good works. And, uh, and as a result, he will give us the right to eat from the tree of life. Just awesome. And so uh, that pattern of, uh, I will give the victor, like there's a victor sentence in every one of these letters. And there's also a, anyone who has an ear should listen in every one of these letters. Uh, they're usually at the end. Uh, the first few are in this order, where it says, uh, listen, and then the victor. And then later on, it actually switches. So there's the victor, and then anyone who has an ear should listen. I don't know what that means, but that's the order that it happens in. So the second letter is to uh, Smyrna. And so uh, Smyrna, uh, this one, so I was actually choked up just, just about all day yesterday of this letter uh, it, this one's actually really really short this is I think the shortest letter if, if not it's very close um, and this letter is saying there is going to be tribulation and poverty and there's it's gonna be bad don't be afraid of what you're about to suffer some of you are going to be put into prison uh, and you'll have tribulation for 10 days. But he doesn't say you're going to make it. He doesn't say everything's going to be okay in this life. He doesn't say any of that. He says, be faithful until death, and I will give you the crown of life. So he says you're going to have 10 days of persecution, tribulation. Um, you're already uh, in poverty. And you're already under some tribulation, but it's, gonna, it's going to get worse. And and some of you will die. Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the church. The victor will never be harmed by the second death. I don't, I don't think I have anything to add to that. That just, it, yesterday, that just gripped me. That we, especially here in America, are looking for um, comfort and an easy life. That's definitely not what's preached in the Bible, and that's definitely not the reality that, that Jesus spoke. And here we have a letter. He, he didn't say run. He didn't say go hide. He didn't say persecution is coming. Um, find a safe spot for a few days. He's saying it's coming. It's going to be really bad. Uh, be faithful until death. That's... third letter is to Pergamum, and to Pergamum, uh, he says, you live in Satan's city. Basically, the place where they are um, in Pergamum is, uh, he says, I know where you live, where Satan's throne is. And the first time I read that, I thought, uh, is he saying that, that, that the church is where Satan's throne is? And he's saying, uh, no, the, the church is in the city where Satan's throne is. 
and they are they're in a really dark place and they are so there there's suffering going on there but that they have also um, they've they've kind of gone astray so uh, you have some there who hold to the teaching of Balaam who is placing stumbling blocks in front of the sons of Israel um, in the same way you're also holding on to the teaching of the Nicolaitans which was talked about earlier but I didn't mention it in first letter I thought no, I missed it there's a there's a teaching about the Nicolaitans that they're saying like oh right there uh, verse 6 uh, you do have this you hate the practices of the Nicolaitans which I also hate so it's uh, the practices of the Nicolaitans are bad in some way they're they're contrary to what Jesus would have us do and uh, the Ephesian the letter the letter to the Ephesians he's saying you guys hate them and I hate their practices and I do too and the letter to Pergamum is saying you are holding to those teachings therefore repent otherwise I will come to you and fight against them with the sword of my mouth that's going back to the, the, the image of Jesus as being this glowing radiant like eyes like fire face like the sun with a sword coming out of his mouth saying I'll come against you with my sword anyone who has an ear should listen to what the spirit says I will give the victor some of the hidden manna I will also give him a white stone and on that stone a new name is inscribed that no one knows except the one who receives it um, and there's some fun discussions on what that is but the victor is going to be able to participate in some of this miraculous food that that God gave Israel and he'll receive this gift from God that will have a new name that is unblemished and, and is only known to the person who receives it and to God so no one can no one can destroy or corrupt that name because it is only known to you and to God and you are already in God that's just that's beautiful the next letter is the letter to Thyatira And uh, in Thyatira, it says, you, you grow in faith and works, uh, but you tolerate false, uh, false prophetess. Uh, and she is, her, uh, you tolerate the woman Jezebel, who calls herself a prophetess, and teaches and deceives my, my slaves to commit sexual immorality and to eat meat sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, but look, I will throw her into a sickbed, and I will uh, destroy her children. And by children, that's referring to the people that are following her ways, people that are part of uh, her church. In Second um, and Third John, Second John, First John, um, the the children are referring to the congregation, and he's saying that. He's going to destroy them with a plague, which is seems kind of harsh, but he's he is he's jealous jealous for his name. He will he will not be mocked. He will not be he will not be made a fool because he is not a fool. He is God, and so he he is going to protect his church. And he gave her an opportunity to repent. She's not gonna. So they're they're going to be destroyed. Uh, so I examine the hearts and minds according to, sorry, I, 
I'm switching tenses over here. Um, uh, here down in verse 23. Uh, then all the churches will know that I am the one who examines hearts and uh, minds and hearts, and I will give each of you according to your works. And so he's saying, your works are an outpouring of what's actually in your heart. God knows what's actually in your heart, and which I think is also in spite of works. So people can be doing works but have a, not have a heart change. But if you have a heart change, you can't not do works. Um, and you can be trying to fool yourself into thinking that you you believe, but if you do, if you take no action, then that's not real belief. That's just you're, you're fooling yourself. And that's all through Scripture. And that's that, that scares me a bit because I feel like I haven't done, I haven't taken action uh, to, to do and change things. Uh, I have a little bit, but not, not to the extent that, I don't know, not, not, not with the weight that I want. Not with the weight that, that God deserves in, in, in response to what he has done for me. It's just not enough. And I don't, I don't know exactly what to do with that. So, um, so to those who are not a part of that group, he's saying um, the ones that, you, that don't hold on to the teaching, uh, uh, I, will, I will not put any other burden on you. He's saying the rest of you, the ones who are in this, who are around this prophetess who's just destroying this church, um, you guys are doing okay. I'm, I'm not going to tell you to do anything else. Keep doing that. Hold on to what you have until I come. The victor and the one who keeps my works to the end. I will give him authority over the nations. And then he quotes from uh, Psalms. He says, And he will shepherd them with an iron scepter, and he will shatter them like pottery. Just as I have received this from my father, I will also give him the morning star. Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. So that, that verse there is, um, is from Psalms, and it's about God giving authority to, uh, to David, to Jesus, and then here to those who are uh, holding on to Jesus through temptation, through distortion, through, through trials, that he will, that he will make us, he will give us authority over nations. He will have us be rulers, and I want to be careful because we've been we've been thinking about rulers and authority and, and iron scepters as uh, things like what humans do. But the same things were prophesied about Jesus and the way that he came with with an iron scepter uh, was very very different from what we expected. It said that he would come and he would rule and he would reign and he would destroy evil. And what did he do? He came and he uh, he served and he was gentle and he was humble. And that was the destruction of evil. And so we need to be careful there, not to not to make sure make sure we're not distorting and getting out of hand, because the selfishness in us wants us to be in control and to take power. And that's not. That's not right. So then the, the letter to Sardis is next. And uh, man, it just says, like, 
you you guys have this reputation for being alive and for being awesome. But you're almost dead. Strengthen what remains. Remember the things that you've lost. Keep it and repent. There's a whole lot of repent going on in these letters. Just over and over, he's saying, remember, remember where you were. Remember what you have been taught. Remember God and repent and do work. Uh, so a few will uh, a few will walk with me in white, and then he says to the victor, the victor will be dressed in white, uh, and I will never erase his name from the book of life. I will acknowledge his name before my father and his angels. Man, that's that's uh, that's what I want. Anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. The letter to Philadelphia. You of little strength, you have kept my word, and I'm going to open a door, uh, one that nobody can close. I will make those from the synagogue of Satan, uh, who claim to be Jews and are not, they are lying. Note this, I will make them come and bow down to you at your feet, and they will know that I have loved you, because you have kept my commands to endure. I will also keep you from the hour of testing. This is the only church out of the out of the seven. This is the only one that he says, you will not have testing. Everyone else he's talking about other problems or specifically saying, you will have testing and people will die. This is the only church that he says, I will I will keep you from the hour of testing that is going to come over the whole world to test those who live on the earth. I am coming quickly. Hold on to what you have so that no one will take your crown. To the victor, I will make him a pillar in the sanctuary of my God, and he will never go out again. I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, the new Jerusalem, which comes down out of heaven from my God, and my new name. So he gets, so the victor um, will be like a pillar in the presence of God, steadfast and sure and, and awesome. And... Um, and Jesus will write three things. God's name, the city's name, and Jesus' new name. Which is cool, because we talked about new names earlier. Um, back in the, with the hidden stone, or the white stone, um, with the letter to Pergamum, uh, chapter 2, verse 17. That's, they, they will receive a white stone with a new name. And I think that, that new name is... Uh, paralleled over here. Oh, it definitely is. Oh, no, never mind. thought I saw a parallel with the numbering thing. Um, so, yeah. Um, anyone who has an ear should listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. And then the last letter, the letter to Laodicea. And this is a letter that um, I have probably heard preached more than any other probably because it is the closest to the American church, the, like overall, all of the American churches. Um, I know your works, that you are neither hot nor cold. I wish that you were hot or cold because, because you are lukewarm. I am, I am about to vomit you out of my mouth. Because you say, and this is the part where I think that's America, I am rich, I have become wealthy, and need nothing. 
and you don't know that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. I advise you. This is, I think this, this is the only time that in these letters that, that Jesus says, I advise you. Everywhere else he's saying, do this. And here he's saying, I'm going to give you a little bit of advice. Buy from me gold refined in the fire so that you may be rich. And white clothes so that you may be dressed in your shameful nakedness, not be exposed. And ointment to spread on your eyes so that you may see. As many as I love, I rebuke and discipline. So be committed and repent. Sound familiar? So he's saying, you guys are, you guys are just bleh, meh. You're in the middle. You're, you're not hot. You're not cold. You're, you're following me with lip service, but you're not, you're not really following through. You think you're safe and okay because you live in a, a safe and warm and wealthy place. And you don't feel like you need anything. But you're not. You are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. And so he says, buy for me gold refined in the fire. In the other places he talks about gold refining in fire. He's talking about tribulation. He's talking about suffering. He's saying, get you some of that. And he's saying, as many as I love, I rebuke and discipline. He's saying, Tribulation is coming. Discipline is coming. And it's because I love you, and it's because I want you to grow, and I want you to learn, and I want you to rely on me. I don't want you to think that you're safe because of your wealth, because of your your status, because of any of that. You need to rely on Jesus. Listen, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in. I will come in to him and have dinner with him and he with me. The victor, I will give him the right to sit with me on my throne, just as I won the victory and sat down with my father on his throne. Anyone who has ears should hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Wow. Because Jesus sat down at the right hand of God on his throne and was given authority and power because he humbled himself before the Father. Even though he was also God, he, he humbled himself. And God exalted him. And here Jesus is saying, the victor, which is you know echoing back to every single one of these, um, the victor will sit with him on his throne and that goes back to um, Jesus' prayer. I love Jesus' prayer for his disciples. Um, that he prays that we would be one as he and the Father are one. And man, how awesome is that? How awesome is that? That we get to join in on what God is doing. And here, to, to sit with him on his throne, to, to rule and reign, the victor is the one who keeps my works to the end. I will give him authority over the nations. I will give him some of the hidden manna. The victor will never be harmed by the second death. I will give him the right to eat from the tree of life. He will be dressed in white. And I will acknowledge his name before my father. 
this is these are encouraging letters they're specific to a specific time and specific people who needed to hear those things they needed to hear to reject this this lady who's bringing people astray to uh, not be lukewarm to um, to persevere even though a lot of them were going to die they needed to hear those things specifically to have encouragement to be rebuked to be turned back and we can learn a lot from it so it's <sighs> these letters are incredible and I, and, I, and I think that a lot of these are going to be echoing forward into the rest of Revelation so tomorrow I get to read about the throne room of heaven so I'm really looking forward to that <laughs>